0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Back to Basic. I am Danielle. This is my podcast. And here we go. So this week I got to speak with Zoe Bjornsson and she has a podcast all about habits. It's called It's Not Just a Habit. And it really talks in depth about the small things that we do that make really big changes in our life. I was very excited about this conversation, and I'm even more excited to be posting it this week because I have had such a weird time lately, and I know I'm not alone, right? I know that a lot of us have been dealing with the same feelings and the same craziness. I mean, 2020 is just a wild year. And so I've just been in like this rut, which I've talked a little bit about in previous podcast episodes. As I was editing the conversation with Zoe, it kind of inspired me to get back into the small habits that I know are really good for me and that I also kind of have fallen off of. And I think that that has led to this rut that I've been in. So that being said, I wanted to share a few of my personal habits. That I am trying to implement again in my life and also open it up and see if you have any things that you think I should add in or vice versa, just to help us get through this crazy time and just become better versions of ourselves. I think I've always felt like life is about creating yourself and finding yourself and changing and evolving. And so I love the idea of making small changes to help develop you know, the best version of yourself. So obviously this is life, right? We're gonna have highs, we're gonna have lows, we're gonna get into ruts and try to dig ourselves out. Zoe talks a lot about that in the interview you're about to hear. But personally, I have found that if I don't really have a routine, or I don't really do things that I know are good for me and make me feel better, then it just adds to this rut, right? So some of the things that I'm really going to start working on are getting back into my workout flow. I... Love working out. It is, you know, very legally blonde of me, but endorphins do make me happy and like I probably won't shoot my husband. I'm not married, but you know what I mean. And I really was getting into working out in the morning, kind of starting the day off on a really good note, kind of getting it out of the way because I know myself and I know that as the day progresses and things pop up or I get tired or you know, decide that I need to finish my rewatch binge of Gilmore Girls. Um, you know, I may not want to do the workout. So I'm really trying to at this point force myself into that again because it kind of is a habit that I need to rebuild. I haven't done it in a few weeks. So I really need to force myself to do it. Um, but just like anything, a habit is something that you do with repetition. So you have to just keep doing it. And even if you're not motivated to do it, as I'm recording this, I just did my first morning workout in a while today and showered before work and actually put on jeans. That's the other thing. So the other piece of this, in addition to working out um, again in the morning and then also trying to slowly implement back my running, which if you know me, it's very difficult for me to run, but it feels really great. So I'm really trying to, to do that as well. but. I digress, as I usually do, because it's my podcast and I can. So last week, I woke up and did my skincare and actually decided to put on makeup and like get ready for the day and played with my makeup a little bit, you know? And it made me remember, first of all, that I used to love playing with makeup. And I used to do makeup at weddings, if you didn't know. I did bridesmaids makeup, some maid of honors, some mothers of the bride and I loved it. It was so much fun. It was very stressful, not gonna lie. I did one of my best friend's makeup for her wedding as well and it was so much fun and doing it to myself again made me realize like, oh yeah, like I like doing this. It's not just to feel better, you know, confidence wise, although that is a nice added bonus, but it's just like a fun, relaxing thing for me and it's the artistry of it again. But the thing that getting ready last week made me realize is I don't need it, but I want it. It's fun. And so I'm going to actively try to start getting ready more, maybe putting on a cute outfit. And I was scrolling TikTok and there were all these cute outfits and now I want to completely redo my wardrobe, which I guess now is an ideal time to do that because I'm not going anywhere so I can kind of take the time to do that. But I wanna get back into those things that made me feel good. And not because I feel like I need it, but because I want to do it and it's fun for me. That's that self-care aspect that I want to implement again. I want to just, you know, take care of myself a little bit better. Um, I find, and I'm sure that you may feel the same, but if you're in a rut, you don't feel good. You don't really focus on taking care of yourself in those ways. So those things help. And a few habits that I need to really break are being on my phone so much, are being on social media so much. Obviously, I suffer from that FOMO, that comparison, which Zoe and I actually talk a little bit about in the interview as well. And I really want to get back into writing and reading, you know, writing, reading, not necessarily arithmetic because uh, me and math are not friends, but I just want to get back into finding more ways to spend my time that aren't in front of a screen and also just finding other creative outlets. So I'm really trying to work on these habits again. And I will say as I'm recording, as I said, I did my first morning workout. I'm in jeans. Like, I do feel better and I do feel more productive. So I'm hoping that as I continue to force myself into doing these things and, you know, creating this repetition in my life that it will help me build back up to being motivated, to focusing on the big things and doing all the things that I want to do and that I know I can do. So we're getting there. As I am recording this, we are taking these small steps to create big changes and hopefully next week I can report back that I have done these things a little bit more and we are one step closer to getting back on track. I hope that when you listen to the interview with Zoe, it makes more sense. So Zoe has a podcast I already explained. It's not just a habit. And she talks a lot about the small things in our lives that can make room for big changes. Kind of like what I was talking about in my own habits. She talks to different people. She breaks down their routines, the things that help them in hopes that it will help you. Sometimes you just need a push and Maybe that's what this podcast is. We are getting back to the basics of creating good habits, breaking bad habits. I hope that you are ready to talk all about habits, and I hope that you are ready to get back to basic with Zoe. Zoe, thank you so much for joining me today on Back to Basic, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, of course. We had like a nice phone conversation and thought, why not put some microphones in front of us and have the conversation on a podcast, right?
1: Right. Life is always better when you've got a microphone in front of you.
0: Always, always. That's my (laughs) philosophy. I really want you to tell everyone who you are.
1: (laughs) Sure. Um, Hi, everyone. My name is Zoe. I am the host of a podcast called It's Not Just a Habit, where we talk about the small things that make room for big changes. Um, And that is what I do when it's not, I'm not doing my day job. I am the head of product for a company called Quilt, and we're building an audio only social app where people can have heart forward conversations and really just get, uh, you know, grow their community and, and talk to new people. and speak from the heart, which is, is is rare sometimes. You do a lot in audio as well, which you're a girl after my own heart. I know, um, right? Which is so funny because I
0: never thought that audio would be my world, but you are a radio gal, so it's kind of funny to see all the synergies. So I listened to your intro episode where you explain a little bit about your backstory and mm-hmm. a little bit about why you wanted to start this podcast. Obviously, don't give it all away, but give us like a little synopsis of why you started this podcast. And why habits in particular was something you really felt that you needed to talk about? Mm,
1: yes. So for me, habits became a really important part of my just mental health journey. I left New York. I was living in New York City, um, Alphabet City, 11th and C for all the New Yorkers out there. Uh, I, I love New York and I have a great community there, but I just started falling out of love with New York because I wasn't happy at my job. I wasn't making the most of my environment. Uh, I wasn't tapping into the communities as. You know, you really feel like sometimes you should in New York, so you can really make the most of the magic that that lives in that city. And I just kind of started to get anxious. I started to get depressed. I just, my self-worth was plummeting. Kind of disheartening to to go through that and just not really be able to pinpoint why it was happening or how to fix it. And so for me, uh, you know, in the Zoe a year and a half ago, I was like, I leave, need to leave, leave New York. I, I did a bit of traveling and, um, you know, came back from summer in France and I was like, I'm still not happy. And I was staying with my boyfriend in Florida at the time and I was going through a lot and just You have to recommit to who you want to be. So that looked like working out. That looked like getting outside. And I started just keeping track of all those things. I don't know how to take myself out of this heavy, darker space. And... Habits were the simplest path forward. And to me, just having a handmade spreadsheet with the boxes of like meditate, work out, get outside, you know, whatever I had to do. And then the dates and crossing it off every single day, like that was the reward in itself. And that was like me being able to see progress. I think I, in New York, and then when I was traveling, I was just like, I don't see my progress. I don't see what I'm working towards. I didn't have any goals. And so just to get down to like the simplest baby steps of habits and goals um, of building a meditation practice, and, you know, working out and getting healthier and eating healthier and getting super, super simple with it lifted me out of that, that kind of fog. Um, so habits just hold a near and dear place in my heart because I knew, I know who I was at that time. I know how I got out of it. And it's really due to those, those simple things. And that's what the podcast was born out of. Cause I was like, I can't be the only woman who have gone, or even men, like anyone um, who has gone through that. So I kind of wanted to share my story with the world, but then also talk to other people who have gone through this like, re-recognition of self-process through
0: tiny changes. No, definitely. I think everyone can relate to that at some point. But I love that you focus on the small things because I think it's very daunting when you think that you have to be doing a million big things and be really productive. How did you decide what the habits would be? I know you said like meditation, Mm -hmm. working out, like very self-care focused it seems. But how did you decide what those habits looked like for you?
1: Yeah, I love this question. So for me, it was a lot about looking back at what worked for me in the past, what made me happy, what, and a big piece of where I learned a lot of self-care was during... A year of my life when I did a program called Remote Year, and it's a big part of how I define myself. But I kind of forget about it now that it's been like three or four years. Uh, But I was in a different city every month for a year. It was it was wonderful for so many reasons. But it was during that year that I really started a meditation practice and started to learn the benefits of meditation. Um, And so I kind of was like, okay. When I meditated, I felt good and that was a good thing for me. So I'm going to add that to the list. Um, I am a, you know, not so much now, but in the past I've been a freelance writer for USA Today and, you know, other outlets and cool. writing is a big part of m- my life and how I express myself. I'm a big... Uh, postcard writer to my like friends and loved ones so I you know I knew journaling was a big part of how I expressed myself and I wanted to get that in we know exercise is good for us we know we got to get that in in the cardio and I hadn't been great about that so I was like all right I got to put it on the habit list so it was kind of just truly back to basics like not you know pun totally intended but it was just like the you know the stuff that people tell you is good for you and the stuff that you know is good for you was kind of what made my list and I kept it pretty simple. Focusing on what would make me feel good so that I could, you know, focus on the other things in life. Because I just felt like I was in a cloud, in a fog, and I was like, I need to move past this, but I'm clearly not focusing on myself enough in order to do that.
0: Do you find that focusing on the habits does make you feel like more motivated or more productive, or is it just kind of something sometimes that you just want to get like checked off the to-do list so you feel good?
1: Yeah, I think that's a great question. And this is, you know, I, I talked to a lot of people about what habits to implement and how to implement them. And it, you know, it's the worst advice, but it's just always, it comes back to what works for you. And so for me, it was part that motivation to like check something off and feel that progress. But at the same time, it was kind of like when you have a system and a routine, ritual habits, Whatever the hell you want to call them, when you have some sort of system for yourself, it takes the guesswork out of the stuff that makes you feel good. And you don't have to spend energy or time thinking about that. You know, whatever it is in my life that's going to take energy, I would rather spend it on that than on the stuff that is just routine and, you know, what I need to do on a regular basis. And, I'm no scientist and I have a terrible memory. So there's all these studies that I have read in books, like uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear is a great one and Tiny Habits by B.J. Fogg, where they go into the, the actually like neurological changes that happen when you start to build a habit and your brain, it's like, it is second nature. Your brain just gets into these habits because they witness a cue, which you know is the trigger to the habit or the routine that you do. And then you reward yourself with something. And so that's good and bad habits. And oh, we kind wow. of like go through this entire process in our brain. And if you can do that for yourself where it's just like, all right, wake up, roll out of bed, meditate, like do all these things I know are good for me and not think about them or question them. Um, it's going to make you so much more able to do the things that are more important to you in the long run and those longer term goals. So in that roundabout answer, it is motivating for me because if I don't have to think about that stuff, I can do the stuff that's bigger and better and like feels more in line with my overall purpose or just like what I am trying to get out of this life. Because when we get too stuck in
0: the details, you can't, think bigger i love that you're basically creating a routine so you don't have to put all your energy or your anxiety or your worries into those things exactly exactly and it's like i mean with this example i I
1: love it's like with steve jobs wearing the same thing every single day like he did it for a reason because he didn't want the decision paralysis to to take away from like what he was actually trying to do there's reason behind that psychology of things and i think We can do it for ourselves in little parts, but it's about reducing your mental load on things that don't really need to be decided uh, about in that moment. So you're a very routine person then. You like routine. I I do. I go through waves. I was talking to uh, my friend Trish for the podcast, for my podcast the other day, and she, she called them uh, seasons of life. And I think we all do go through seasons of life where we are feeling Definitely. Like we want more routine or we don't want more routine. Go, I ebb and flow, but I, I think I am able to do better work and be a better person overall if I have a bit of structure here and there.
0: Right now, I'm in kind of like a lack of motivation. Wave mm. season, just because like the season is changing and it's yep. getting colder, and I always have that moment of like, oh god, here comes like winter is coming. Yeah, grown is vibes. Coming. Like literally. <laughs> um, so, totally. as someone who has those waves, as all of us do, really, but um, as someone who focuses very heavily on routine and habit, obviously, like puts a lot of energy into not having to put a lot of energy into like outside factors and like mm. things like that. Are you someone who experiences FOMO? How do you feel about the social media of it all? Mm, Social media is such a tricky little biatch. Part yep. pardon my
1: French. Um, and I, I actually started my career working in social. So I was like social media manager, or social strategy. And I was like, this is what I'm going to do for my life. I'm going to manage brands and this. And it's going to be so fun. And very quickly, I was like, this shit is hard because it's so ephemeral. And it's just going to be gone tomorrow. And there's a new app the next day. And then you got to deal with TikTok. And like, oh my know, gosh, it's just so overwhelming. So I quickly backed out of that world and shifted more to like product management and product strategy. Um, But I do think there's a lot of value because there's a lot of inspiration there. So it's a kind of a love-hate relationship for me. And I, you know, this is another example where I'm like, I do not have it all together when it comes to social because I will delete Instagram off my phone for weeks at a time because I'm just like, I can't deal with this. I get too many bad vibes. I'm looking at this girl from high school that I haven't talked to in 20 years or not 20 years. I'm not that old, but like, you know, you just like, you go down these rabbit holes and then you're like, Oh my God, my ex-boyfriend just started following me. Like what is happening now? Like, so I, I do go back and forth um, with social and, and the FOMO of it all. And I think for me, it's just about like listening to my mind. You know, everyone talks Mm -hmm. about listening to your body. And I think we also got to listen to our mind. Like when are you scrolling? Because it's bringing you, joy because it is so wonderful to be able to see like the puzzles that my cousins put together or like the bread that my friends started baking because she was inspired by like my quarantine yeah like there is community in social media and there's so much value in it and we cannot disregard that but then there also is the ugly side of it all whether it's the ugly side going down the social dilemma route i just try to like get away from it as much as possible when i feel like i need to uh but when i do feel like it's bringing me joy i'll be like okay i'm gonna lean into this and i'm gonna post on instagram because like i'm feeling it so i i go through ebbs and you know waves ebbs and flows again i go through those seasons with that and Comes back to like you, you know, judging someone just by what they're posting on social is never going to be the full picture. And we it's the hardest reminder to remind ourselves of, but we do have to remember that.
0: Put the energy in things that matter. Yeah. Yeah, that documentary, the Netflix one, unreal. The Social Dilemma,
1: Mm. that...
0: I have friends who literally deleted Instagram and they're like, I'm not going back on Instagram. And I'm like, I still have Instagram, but I'm trying really hard to stay off my phone. That's a habit I'm trying personally um, because, you know, when it gives you the screen time at the end of the week and it's like, you are up 40%. And I'm like, oh, my God, why? (laughs) Oh, right. I was watching Gilmore Girls. But I'm trying to do the thing and you can lock down your phone. Did you know this? Mm-hmm. I So
1: I don't know my screen time password for some reason. And so I can never change it. And so I don't know any of the tools. So Apple, call me if you hear yeah, this. Literally. But yeah, you could do crazy things with it. But I also have a habit of when it says like, you have 10 more minutes, like
0: I'll be like, ignore. Yeah. So in that same realm then, you, you talk a lot about finding the good habits and like the simple mm-hmm. things to make your life better. What mm-hmm. about the bad habits? How well, do you break those bad habits and um I know we just talked about like screen time and things that we do like ignoring our screen limits. Mm-hmm. Uh but what are some of bad habits that you're personally trying to break? Yeah. I'm sure I can give you like a million of mine, but Oh,
1: I I definitely have a ton. I think um I've got a couple that are top of mind right now. One of them is being at my desk all day and not taking like the breaks as needed. Um, okay. And so trying to like get out. I live right on the lake in Austin, Texas. So like I can pop out my door and just like go for a thirty minute walk on the trail and it's lovely and oh that's the we- so nice. Weather in Austin is Nice. So I get yes. that benefit for now. Um, so that's kind of one of them, and I haven't figured that one out quite yet. But a bit, a big piece of understanding routines and habits and and why we do them. And I sort of talked about this earlier, but is is it's that whole loop. So it's called the habit loop, and it's the cue, the routine, and the reward. So the cue is the thing that tells your brain to do something. It's the trigger that's like. Okay, you wake up and you walk up to your sink like you know you're supposed to brush your teeth or you know, you fill up a glass of water and then you open the the like pantry to get your vitamins. Like it's whatever you sort of like have trained yourself to do before the actual routine or the actual habit is. And then there's the reward. And the reward can be as big as like I'm going to make myself a milkshake when I work out or it can be as simple as just like the energy that you get after you work out. And so understanding that uh, especially the, um, the the triggers or the cues for yourself in a bad habit or in a good habit are, are really the key to understanding habits. So for a bad habits, you got to know what is the trigger that, you know, keeps you on your phone longer. Like what is, what is that? And I, I think another piece of that is also the environment that you set yourself in. It's like a huge... A, a super powerful piece of habits that I don't think we all think about too much is like the environment in which we do them. So if you don't, like, that's why everyone says, like, don't bring your phone into the bedroom or like, you literally like, you just put like a gate on yourself and yeah. you can push it out of, out of there. So for me, it's, yeah, it was like leaving my phone downstairs and like putting it in a specific spot and like having it on, you know, airplane mode, so, like creating that environment to kind of shut down and, and cue my brain into the, bedtime routine or something like that. I think that can be super important in, in the example um, that Francesca, who is my breathwork coach, shared on on my podcast was actually more like if you're in a room full of potato chips, like you're going to eat the potato chips. So take the potato chips out of the room or like go to a different room. Like it's it's very simple. Like, of course, if you have all this technology in your bedroom or whatever, you're going to do the bad thing. But if you make it easy for yourself to do the better thing, you're going to do the better thing for sure. Yeah.
0: And I like the way you just explained that too, because it honestly definitely makes it not sound as overwhelming if you're like, make it easy for yourself. Like do yeah. it in a way that's not going to make your life harder. Because I think that we all associate doing the things like working out, yeah. meditating, like whatever it may be, as being this hard thing that we have to do. Oh my gosh, exactly.
1: And I think that's the other piece of what inspired me to start. It's not just a habit. was like everything I was learning or reading about – Um, habits was, was very science. Based, and I think that's really interesting, you know, f- for my brain, but not everyone is going to read like six books on that. Um, and then the other side is like the goop version of habits, which is like rituals and your uh-huh. 60 minute meditation on top of your 75 minute yoga class. And then you take a total of seven vitamins while you make your matcha tea from scratch with oat milk that you made fresh that morning. Yep. And then you take a bath in the morning and then you get ready. And I was just like, who the hell has this kind of time and this kind of just like process for themselves. Like it's just so unattainable. And I was just getting frustrated with that, especially on social media, like going back to social, I was just like all these fancy like Vogue and like all these outlets are doing these morning and nighttime routines. And they've got like, what's her name? Baldwin, Haley Baldwin, like doing makeup. And I'm just like, I don't have that money. I don't have that time. Right. making me feel bad at myself so like where are the real women and what do their routines look like and how do they change because once you use a routine or a habit to kind of do whatever it needs to do for you, it just becomes, A, it becomes, again, that like muscle memory in your brain. And it's not something you think about anymore. Like for me, meditation is just like a no brainer. So I can think about these other pieces that I want to add in. Like that for me, like if I told you my routine, it would feel unattainable. But when you drill it back down to like the simple things and why I did it and what it unlocked for me, that's where the like the magic is. And that's where you kind of like... Need to you know support and hopefully inspire and empower other people to do so. For me, it was yeah that like unattainable, long-winded routine that I was never going to do. I don't understand how they got there and what you know I wanted to share more of those realistic stories.
0: Oh, definitely with like the fifty-step skincare routine. (laughs) I love watching it because I'm like, this is crazy, but I'm like, I could never like. Mm Uh, come on, sunscreen, like, you know what I mean? Like maybe a serum, like let's, you know, yeah maybe is important. Little, but, a little vitamin
1: C serum, but only until I like it runs out and then I'm like, all right, I have to go buy another one. Uh,
0: always. And then like I accidentally buy a million other things, which is a bad habit that I should break too. But <laughs> bringing it back to the podcast, you mm-hmm. said that you wanted to highlight real stories of creating habits. Mm-hmm. Um, Can you speak a little bit more exactly about what your plans are for the podcast? Maybe what your goal is in doing that? Yeah, I mean, it
1: definitely started just out of my desire to share uh, and learn about those stories. Because for me, if the podcast just went into a vault and no one ever heard it, I would just be, feel so grateful that I get to talk to these women weekly and and connect with them on a bit of a deeper level. And I think that's the like, pandemic in me speaking because we don't have that deeper connection. We don't have those late nights drinking wine talking about like yeah. deep... Shit anymore. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit harder to do that, and so the podcast has kind of been a way for me to do that. And I'm so so grateful for that. And I think what it, what prompted it was also I started sharing these little bits of nuggets that I was learning about uh, habits and um, you know why they work and the habit loop and all that jazz. And people were just like, "Oh, I really needed this." Or like, "Oh, thank you for breaking it down this way." And I could tell I was just I was like tapping into something that. Was clearly needed, and so I was like, "All right, well, I guess I'm gonna have a podcast." For me, it was it was really like sharing all of that and and kind of creating a space and a community around real women who have transformed them their lives and continue to transform their lives in in small ways. And I think we think about transformation in this big leap of like you you moved or you got a new job or you quit your job and you moved to Bali, and it's like. Sometimes, like, I was in my childhood bedroom, like, with my mom and my stepdad and my brother right down the hall, like, figuring my shit out. And, like, that's what was real for me. Uh, and I figured my shit out through the habits and through the routines that I started to implement for myself. And then, you know, seeing the change just in my overall well being and mental health, which then. Induce the change of starting a design you know certification which then got me a new job that 's like a dream job, which then like helped me start a podcast and then I moved to a new city so it 's like i didn't i didn 't do the habits to like elicit this giant transformation in my life. I just did the habits because I wanted to feel good in myself and to feel more connected to who i was so it's it 's a part of you know showing these real. Routines and habits, and something a little bit more attainable than what we currently see in the media, and then it's you know part of just like taking back the curtain or whatever the you know right thing to say there, <laughs> and, and and just showing you know what it is for these other women and that it you know there is struggle in happiness and there is struggle in transformation and it's not all what's on instagram um so you know having those conversations is a big piece of that i think a dream for me would be to do accountability groups like weekly with with women and support them in that and connect them with other women who who are looking for the same, I'm really passionate about connecting people that I think are doing amazing things, and you know, finding those synergies across my communities. Um, so, a, a piece of that could be in, in the future. of it's not just a habit, um, I'm just interested in the world of coaching and what that looks like. I don't know what you know what it could cool. look like yeah. for, for me or for for this arm of my world, but I'm just intrigued by by that support system, and I, I've seen the benefits of it. So. Yeah, there's like a lot, a lot swirling. But for me, the the joy is really just being able to have these conversations on a regular basis, because I get so much for them. And then I get to share them. And people are getting that so much from them, too. And I'm just like, Oh, I'm honored. Like, this yeah. is awesome. <laughs> we need to teach young women how to do this. Because coming back to the freaking social dilemma, that part where they talk about yeah. young women and their admission to ER and suicide rates. And I'm just like, fucking A, excuse my French again. Yeah, but it's like, Women especially, and no doubt men, like I'm not trying to say that men do not have these challenges, but we need to have the, those tools of how to understand ourselves, how to read ourselves and how to implement whatever those tools are in order to come out the other side, because some of us aren't coming out the other side. So I think it's, it's kind of all part of this bigger picture of supporting women in recognizing
0: themselves uh, when, when maybe they aren't. I agree. Yeah, that part in the documentary was so Ooh. unreal. I was like thinking of my nieces. I know. Uh, I was like, when we were in high school, like I had a flip phone. Like I don't even understand what it would right. be like to be a kid today. I couldn't do it. Um, yeah, It's unreal. Exactly. The biggest but, issue was like, do I have the Uggs that I should yeah, have? Oh my God. I know. <laughs> did you see, did you hear that Gen Z just discovered flared leggings, they're calling them? And it's like, no, no, no. Those are yoga pants that we had from Victoria's <laughs> Secret. They literally just discovered them. They're calling them flared leggings. I'm very upset. I'm like, you're making me feel so old and I'm like not 30 yet. Like I can't. I'm like
1: flashbacking to the first pair of Lululemons that my like best friend in middle school and I bought for for, like Christmas and birthday because they were like $85 and we're like, we're going to save up our money and we'll each give each other matching yoga pants for Christmas. And I'm just like, I still have them. They yeah. last a oh, long yeah. time, but they're not flared leggings. They're OG
0: yoga pants. That's what I'm saying. I know. Apparently, Old Navy. I don't know if Old Navy was calling them flared <laughs> leggings or what. <laughs> but we need to teach these kids, okay, yep. because they do. will never understand half the struggles we had in like <laughs> middle school with like the juicy sweatsuits and oh, all this stuff. Yes. Never understand. But I love like creating connections, and I think that that's so important too. Like in such a good aspect of like mm. having the conversations, because yes. a lot of the times we all, like you said earlier, we all think that other people are doing so well and they're doing all these things. Mm -hmm. But like when you talk to someone, it's like, well, maybe they are, but there's also X, Y, Z. There's also these other factors. But before we go, I do want to ask you, um, because this is back to basic Mm -hmm. and we are getting back to the basics and doing the simple things and everything like that. Um, What are some of your pop culture loves? What are some things Mm -hmm. that at your core you just like you love, even if they're a little basic.
1: Mm. So a new love for me right now is an iced matcha latte. I feel Ugh, like yes, so basic doing that, but I- They're good. Loving it. And oat milk, of course. Like of I'm course. Oat milk gal through and through. I'm trying to think of what else. I mean, Ugg slippers feel like a classic to me. Um, you know, you can't not go so much wrong. pop culture, but you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. Converse, like I don't know why I'm wearing okay. shoes right now, but I'm just like Converse gal through and okay. through. Like ever since maybe fifth or sixth grade, I don't watch it that often, but I will dabble in a bachelor situation. Ah,
0: okay, okay,
1: like, definitely got a soft spot, and yeah. will indulge in that and really any type of reality TV show. Uh, my boyfriend and I just started watching. Um selling sunset. It's it's very entertaining. It's wild. I mean, real estate is just fascinating for me personally. And being from California, it's like, oh, cool.
0: Are you a big like TV movie person or do you find that you put put your energy somewhere else when you're having like that downtime?
1: I've never been a movie person. I just like okay. don't have the I don't know. I just like can't watch a movie for okay.
0: full. Like I'll just like pull up my phone and like start going Do on you just like camera. get bored?
1: I just get bored i just like i I never think to pull up a movie on a saturday night or sunday night okay i'm just like i'm more of a tv gal um so yeah and then like schitt's creek is my obsession Mm -hmm. as not even as of late but i just
0: realized that i didn't watch one of the seasons so i'm like
1: gotta get in there oh
0: i just started watching it i mean by just i like sped through because it's so good i'm on season five already and I realize, like I am a little bit Alexis. Like
1: yeah. I really, we all are. We right? All are. Like, let's talk about back to basic, like original OG gal. Alexis right? Is the prime. Yes. Yeah, He's she- the OG she's
0: great she's great
1: but i'm like a classic office lover i've been watching seinfeld since i was like nine years
0: old so very like the classic sitcoms yeah Yeah.
1: i'm kind of like a classic gal when it when it comes to to tv and i will really only watch a show if i like fall into it myself like i didn't watch little fires everywhere is that the recent carrie washington Mm -hmm. the one on hulu yeah until like a month ago because okay. I, was just like, I, I like i can't i just like don't really think of, like i have to fall into it like i have to put okay. into, into my own realm. i think that's fair though or like true blood i didn't watch true, Bit, true Blood true but for like years after people started watching yeah it. And i was like why didn't anyone tell me about this and they're like we did and i was like oh it's really good
0: <laughs> i do that too though i will say people like i have friends who be like you need to watch this show it's so good i'm like great it's on the list and then i won't do it for like six months exactly i was
1: really like still watching riverdale i guess that might be another basic okay. situation like yeah we definitely got way too into riverdale and also to all the boys i've loved before like love them. oh yes all, okay like, teen rom-com moment I'll, I'll get into that that might be
0: like my ultimate basic I think that might just be because we're products of our generation. Like, we grew Mm -hmm. up on the teen rom-coms, the, like, cutesy books, the Twilight of it all. That I feel like, at least personally, like, that's when I really started getting into, like, reading and things like that. So, Mm -hmm. like, I'll always have, like, Edward Cullen at my, like, soul. See, I never got into the Twilight vibe. Really? I never got into
1: Twilight, never get into Harry Potter. I was much more of a, like, God, what were those books? Did you ever read... Angus Thoms and Oh my god snoring. yes
0: Like that was my Wow vibe. that's like a throwback I just had like flashbacks Yeah, of, like, like the
1: movie yeah. Remember the movie? I don't think I saw the movie But I remember my mom like didn't Allow me to read the book So I just remember it being like yeah band situation so I always love the like fake diaries like I've always wished I was a psych major like I'm I just love being in people's brains and I love personality tests and stuff like that So I feel like for me I'm just like just give me a like faux diary
0: situation and I oh yeah eat that shit up Oh, I love that. I literally had a conversation the other day where I was like, should I have been a psychologist? Yeah. Like, I just like love this stuff so much. I'm very into like true crime too. So I love the psychology yeah. of all of it. Mm-hmm. And I literally said that to my boyfriend. I'm like, should I like go back to school and like be a psychologist? He's like, no, but you like talking. Like you need yeah, to, yeah. <laughs> he's like, maybe like the, yeah, this is why you'll do your podcast. Cause you'll yeah. have like therapy sessions exactly. on your podcast. I'm like, I- okay, great. I think I had the same
1: exact realization. I was like, maybe I should go back to school and be a therapist. And I was like, wait, no, then they would be talking and mm-hmm. I have to listen. And sometimes I like to listen, but most of the time
0: I just like to tell people what to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or you like to talk to people to find out what their habits are to help it's everyone. True. That's how, <laughs> you know, we're bringing it full circle now, Zoe. We're it's bringing true. it back I to basic full circle back. To you got to do those puns sometimes. we um, thank you so much for joining me. I hope you'll come back thank one day and you. we'll have some more yes. fun conversations. I love that. Plug it in. I want you to tell everyone where they can ah. listen to you, where they can find you. All right, here's the plug. So it's not just a
1: habit. On Instagram is where you can find all the get all the episodes, sign up for the newsletter, all that fun stuff. We're also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you want to uh, poke around my website, I'm also a designer, so it's all in one place. Because who has money for two Squarespace accounts? Not me. Um, <laughs> at k z o e b dot com slash i n j a H. that's where you find the podcast stuff and if you want to learn a little bit more about my work you'll can just tap on anything in the in the navigation and, and, and get there. And then on Instagram, I'm at B. Fun fact, my first name is Catherine. So that's why I've got a K everywhere.
0: Really? I didn't know that. Do you go professionally by Zoe or do you just go by Zoe? I just go by Zoe. Catherine has
1: never been in the mix ever. I was a very really? tiny baby. I was a preemie. And so my dad like held me in his hand. He was like, we can't call this baby Catherine. Like that's a big name for this tiny little human. So I've always been Zoe, but I still
0: hold Catherine
1: you know, true to my heart.
0: Yeah. I love that. Oh my God. Well, Zoe, again, thank you so much. This was such a good conversation and yeah, I hope you'll come back. We'll talk, we'll talk some more like teen rom-coms and and stuff like that. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me. All right, everybody. That was my conversation with Zoe Bjornson. I hope that you enjoyed. Please go follow Zoe. Listen to her podcast. It's not just a habit. Follow me on Instagram at Danielle Maria Costa. Follow the podcast at Back to Basic Podcast. Subscribe, rate, review, do all of the things. Let me know who you want me to get back to basic with, and what you want me to get back to basic about. And I will see you next week because it is a habit now. But on Wednesdays we podcast.